Hey friends, welcome to the Courage Queen podcast. Do you want to have more confidence and courage in your life? Do you often question if you're on the right path? Maybe you're hoping somebody drops off a step-by-step guide for success. Do you wake up ambitious and hopeful, but become fearful and frustrated not knowing where to begin? Another year has gone by and you feel like nothing has changed. Trust me, I've been there. I'm Justine, and like many of you, I'm a young professional with big dreams. I often felt unworthy and incapable, wishing I had the clarity and the peace in the unknown. I wanted to be confident in my abilities and live life with more impact, but I kept fearing I wasn't living out my full potential. It wasn't until I started trusting God, pressing into life's hard moments, I was standing in the way of my breakthrough. And in this podcast, you're going to find ways to increase your confidence, grow your faith, and simply fear less. The good news is you're here, and courage starts with showing up. Hey, Courage Queen listeners. I'm so excited to be back here today. We are jumping in. And guess what? I just saw my little baby face growing. Did my 20-week appointment today. It was incredible. Seriously, I got a little nugget growing in my stomach right now. A little chicken nugget. That's that's all that's going on. Little uh little flaming hot burrito, little flaming hot flaming hot Cheeto <laughs> growing. And so that was such a cool experience. And as I have been thinking about what to share with you this week, you know, I wanted to put out an episode earlier, but it just didn't feel right. And then it hit me this whole idea of um the promise of the Holy Spirit and the power that we get from the Holy Spirit. And what are the things that we need? What are specifically the two things that we need to be truly effective in the important work that God calls us to do? And the effect that I see so many believers not standing in authority. And this is something that I really struggled with until recently. Like I find myself going back into these places of, just terrorizing myself and going back into these places of fear. And I was reading in Acts 1, and one of the things that it was talking about was how the disciples are, um, you know, they're with Jesus, and they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? And he replies to them, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Well, first off, I was like, maybe, just maybe, that he's talking about my soon-to-be-in-four-ish-months, like, come-to-Jesus moment, a.k.a. the birth of my child, okay? So, like... (laughs) I have authority over all the things that I fear about because fear is something that I find, especially with women that are giving birth or going through really hard seasons like this, fear is just so gripping. It's such a fear-based mindset. And I've told myself from the beginning that that's not in a space that I'm choosing to be in. I will not be in a spirit of fear. And so I'm trusting that that message was for me, but I'm also trusting that that message was for you. And so I was reading more into this and, you know, just all about how God sets the timetable. You know, we try to have so much control and manipulate so much as far as when we want to finish something, when we want a project done, 
um, when we want to achieve a certain milestone or when we want to get married by or when we want to celebrate something or when we want to achieve something on our list or get a promotion or a raise or buy a house or there's so many things. And, you know, there's if you want changes in your life um, that God hasn't made yet, you can't become impatient. We have to trust God's timetable. And so I want to talk today about really the power that we have as believers to receive from the Holy Spirit, which this is the best part. When you're reading in Acts 1, this is what it says. You know, the power believers receive from the Holy Spirit includes courage, boldness, confidence, insight, ability, and authority. I could not think of better words to describe so many of the things that are so desperately needed that I find women specifically having a very hard time, or even believers in general, being able to tap into. So why is that? Because in order to be fully effective, we need all of those gifts to fulfill the mission and the job and the assignment that God has given us. And so if you believe in Jesus Christ as your savior, savior, you can experience the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And what's really cool is, you know, every single person, every single one of us, God has important work for us to do. But we have to do it in the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do it within our own strength. You know, we like to get on with the job, with the plan, have control over it. We've talked about this so many times. Even if it means running ahead of God. Like, we have no problem running ahead of God. But then when we see the consequences of that, we quickly are like, oh, okay, wait a second, God, I need you to fix this. Like, I went before you, I didn't listen, but now I need you to fix this. But waiting is sometimes God's plan for us. So I want to ask you today, are you waiting and listening for God's complete instructions? Or are you running ahead of his plans? Because the two things that you will need in order to be truly effective with the important work that he's called you to do are God's timing and God's power. So let's jump into this. When we face a difficult assignment, task, battle, hill, mountain, whatever it is, it could be important and exciting work. It could be stressful work. It's an important decision that we don't rush into the work in a place of scatteredness, in a place of duress, or in a place of indecision, just hoping that it comes out the way that we want, hoping that it comes out okay. Like we go in with no plan. We're just like, oh, let's just see what happens. Let's just see what happens. (laughs) Instead, we need to make our first step, prayer and bringing God in and saying, God, I'm about to make this phone call to a client. God, I'm about to have this important conversation that's going to be a tough conversation. Will you go before me? I want to bring you into this conversation. And will you set me up with the power of your Holy Spirit and give me guidance and wisdom on how to proceed? Give me your words so that this goes the way that you want and not like a skewed version of what I think I can produce in my own strength and power and timing. God, what is the best timing for having this conversation, for talking to this person, for dealing with this problem or with this dilemma. 
And so we have to ask for that level of guidance. Now, one of the things I really love, and my my husband gets into like these manias, <laughs> these hyper focuses, I call it in like the ADD world. He hyper focuses into specific movies. So a few months back, my husband was obsessed with The Matrix and we were watching The Matrix. It's it's probably one of our favorite movies, honestly. I just really love The Matrix in general. Um, but Nate is very obsessed with it. He was like watching all of them. He had us like all in there. So if you've seen the movie, you know that Keanu Reeves plays this character, Neo. And Neo senses that something is not right in his life. He's very discontent with things kind of as they are. He's beginning to kind of realize that something is not right. Something's missing, but he's not quite sure what it is. So right off the bat, this is very um, relatable (laughs) for us. Like, have you ever felt that way? You've accomplished something really good in your life. You feel like you're on the right track. Um, maybe you have a relationship with God. You have a good house. Um, you drive a great car. You, you, for the most part, look like a very happy, fulfilled person. But with all of that, maybe you have plaques on your wall. You have a great diploma. You've got awards. You've been tagged on social media, all these great things. From the outside, it looks like you really have it all. But with all of that, you still feel like there's something missing. Something that would take your life from being average to like off the charts amazing. You're wondering if that's possible. I don't know if you've ever felt this way, but I absolutely have. And I talk about this a lot on this podcast. Because if you've ever felt like this character, Neo, you're in the right place because this is the kind of the message that I have for you. You know, in the movie, they talk about having two pills. And I have two pills to offer you that represent two different choices. You get to decide which one you want. So we have the red pill or the blue pill. And if you choose the blue pill, everything continues as it has always been. And your nagging sense of, you know, something that's missing just goes away. You just continue on your average, very safe life. And you you kind of just let that go. If you choose the blue pill, you're like everybody else. You're living the illusion of satisfaction, that everything is fine, that significance that the world offers is at your fingertips. It's an illusion, but as long as something doesn't break that illusion, like a death or you know failure or you lose your job or anything like that, you're going to be able to continue right until the day you die. Like You could just be doing the same thing every single day, day in and day out. But once you die, you'll have to face the reality of a wasted life And up until that time in your life, it was very quiet and safe and easy. And you were kind of blissfully naive and in this illusion that everything was going great. But then you could choose to take the red pill. And with it, you would enter into this reality that was very unknown. A reality that is so much different than you've probably ever known before. But with that comes the knowledge of all that you sense is missing in your current life. Where the blue pill is familiar and safe and almost like unreal, the red pill is filled with um, uncertainty and challenge and it's stretching you and it's, you know, the path is difficult, but it contains the power and possibility for you to become 
free. <laughs> and I'm speaking more specifically to Neo in this situation um, in the Matrix movie. So let's talk more about that today and what that looks like for you. You know, God wants to give all of his followers some of the power that he created the universe with. God wants to take the same light that he used to create life into the universe and shine that into your heart so that you can see things as they really are. This is the power to truly understand your life and the purpose as it really is. The missing ingredient, if that's what you're looking for, is that you may own a Bible. You may call yourself a Christian. And the Bible is a book of blessing. I mean, you can find Bibles everywhere. But just because you have a Bible doesn't mean you're going to get the benefit from it. Just because you know what God has said, that's not the same thing as being a Christ follower. And it's so important that we understand the difference. You know, in the Apostle James writing, he basically offers us this red pill and what I kind of shared with you in the beginning. And if we choose to receive it, James is clearly telling us that that secret ingredient, that ingredient that's missing in the lives of most faith-led people is that we have the ability to tap into God's power and we don't. So what do we do? Well, the Bible is called the perfect law because it's exactly what we need. It's promising the freedom and it promises blessing that we so desperately want and we search everywhere to try to get it. And the great news is, is that if we receive it, we can get out of this illusionary life of the matrix. And I love that James gives us three important steps to do this. And they're super simple. And so we're going to kind of end with that today. You have to first receive God's word. You have to actually repent the evil, broken parts of yourself and ask God to come in and invade your heart. If you really want that missing ingredient in your life, then there's a part of you that must play and God is not willing to do it for you. It's not automatic. God will not force you to do that. You have to choose to do it. You have to respond. And your difference is really going to come from, you know, it's like taking two seeds that are exactly the same, but the potential contained in them can be drastically different based on the two different locations you're placing them. They can get two dramatically different results from the same exact seed, but very different results. You know, in one location, the soil is prepared and ready to receive that seed. And in the other, it's just simply not. It's not open. It's um, It loves to blame others. It loves to be a victim. You know, I'm being a little bit more specific here. But, you know, so that that's the number one thing is we have to believe that God's power is true. And we have to actually be willing to receive it and say, God, like convict me and what I need convicting in, correct me and set me on the path because I'm willing and open to receive what you have to teach me. Step two is we need to reflect on God's word. You know, God's word is a mirror and that is kind of the sad truth so many of these times. The purpose of the mirror is for 
our own self-evaluation. We look in the mirror, we try to assess the damage (laughs) from the night before, and then we do something about it. But what good is having the mirror if we don't do anything about what we see? So it's the same about when we feel like God is telling us to do something, or we feel like we're being moved in a different direction, or we feel like God has spoken to us. And we're like, wow, that's so cool. I just had this great connection. You know, one of the reasons why people don't read the Bible is because they're afraid of what God is going to say. They're not receptive to make the change. And so obviously being receptive is the first part. The second step is to reflect on what he's actually saying to us and to really understand what it says about our thinking and our attitudes, our actions, and what needs to change. You know, in James 1, 23, the 24, it says, for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, walk away and forget what you look like. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. But anyways, step three, we have to respond to the word of God. Because again, in James 1, 22, Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. You know, this is the magic pill that will change everything. It brings your life from a place of being average and feeling like something's missing to a life that's fulfilled and you feel like you're on target with your purpose and you're being called to doing exactly what God God has asked you to do because you're acting in obedience daily without overthinking it. You don't have to try to figure out all the answers to move forward and to do something that takes, like I said, the power of God. All of a sudden, you have courage and boldness and confidence. You have insight. You have ability. And you're speaking authority over the enemy's lies in your life. So that's what I'm asking you to do today. Don't just listen to God's word. Don't just say like, oh, that's a great message. How are you going to apply it? How you really want to tap into God's power You have to let it change you if you're going to be blessed by it. And it sounds super obvious, but too many people don't do this. They're kind of merely auditors of God's word. You know, we're just deceiving ourselves. We're just, you know, we are gaining this content and we think that we're becoming spiritually mature, but the real test of that maturity is not the knowledge. It's not everything that we know. It's not everything that we can quote from the Bible or quote about Jesus. The test is our character. You know, there's so many people that have great knowledge. They could tell you about everything. And I always say, I'm not great about the details, but when God tells me to do something, I would love to say that I just do it and that I don't overthink it. I don't think about my inadequacies. I press into the word of God. I listen and then I obey. I want to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer. I don't want to deceive myself. I don't want to have the knowledge of God's promises that I feel like makes me mature you know, having the knowledge of like how to water ski, but that doesn't make me a water skier. I have to get in the water and I have to fall on my face a whole bunch of times. So that's really what I'm putting in your mind today. I hope that some of those things and some of those visual examples and the matrix was something that you could identify with. And one of the things I want to close with is what he talks about in John 13, 17, which says, Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. Well, guess what? God can't lie. So when you know these things and when you're doing them, wow, what a difference. 
That means that you're spiritually mature. You understand the implications. We don't just, you know, we don't just think about the word. We live by the word and we become a doer of the word. And it blesses our spiritual life and it overflows into every single area of our life. And I had to ask God that the other day and say like, God, what am I, what am I not doing? I, you know, there's a specific part in my Bible here that I was just going to flip to that I was, I was just talking about. And I said, am I putting off till tomorrow the changes that God wants me to make today? Ooh, you know, and God, and God says so many times that if we don't, you know, he warns us and he warns people in the word, if you read about it, to repent because it, before it becomes impossible to change. Stop putting off until tomorrow the changes that God wants you to make today. Your attitudes and patterns for living can become so set that we lose the desire to change and will no longer fear the consequences. Ouch, 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 ouch. It kills me, you guys. I think about how many times I put off the changes that I know God wants me to make today. So that's the message I have for you. That's the message that I feel like God has for us is what are you putting off that you know you should be doing that you're not doing and why aren't you doing it? Is it because of fear? Is it because of wondering what other people will think of you? Well, guess what? Those other people are not paying your bills. So if you want God to bless you and if you truly take God as your business partner and your CEO of your business, of your corporation, of your motherhood, whatever it is, we've got to start becoming doers of the word. So that's your message today. Two things that you need to be truly effective. How can we harness and tap into those today? Well, you've got to answer that question for yourself. So I hope that you dive into it. I hope that you take it to quiet time and that you use it to radically transform your life this week. Let's do this. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, would you share it with a friend or share it on social and tag me at Courage Queen Pod so I can personally thank you. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to Courage Queen Podcast wherever you listen and make sure to leave that five-star review. Did you know we have a fabulous and free community for our listeners where we share all the juicy details for women who are ready to take action towards their dreams? Click the link in the show notes to learn more. As always, thanks for being here. Courage starts with showing up. And if you ask me, it's time to step into your dreams with faith-filled peace and confidence.